0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lepone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
1: <laughs>
2: Did you bring wine?
3: I got the glasses.
2: You guys, I made a quiz.
3: No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun.
4: Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast are Drunk on Theater. I'm your host, Brian Plopsky, and I miss the music. If I head that away to get in the same boat, one, two, three, four, and five, then I'm thinking of him. The man is dead, I say. The The woman's dead, they say. And I say, what kind of a man is in a wide open spaces in Kansas land? If he did it, it's a business. So those coffee shop nights are you, the same boat completed. Joining us today are the usual show people, including Kevin, a tough act to follow, Jager, Yes. Kimberly, our she-did-it game master and unofficial babysitter <laughs> for the hour. Hello. Uh, and with us today is somebody who is just very impressive. You may have seen him on Broadway in Chicago, Curtains, Finian's Rainbow, Catch Me If You Can, Ghost, the musical. And if then, in the West End, he starred uh, as the original Benny and in, in the Heights uh, and in Dreamgirls as Curtis Taylor Jr. If you didn't see any of those, you can, of course, see him killing it on Smash. Uh, <laughs> let's give a, a big Broadway said welcome to Friend of the Show. And the show. And I see alum, Joe Aaron
3: Reed. Y'all ready for this?
1: Welcome.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. That was really impressive. I like I said opening. How did you pull that off? I have a lot of time. Yeah, I'm true. At this point. fair enough.
3: Yeah, right. Going on. I have a uh, curtains poster in wait, my apartment. Before we start, Kevin, can you tell your curtain story?
2: Oh, oh. yeah.
3: Okay. So <laughs> oh, this good? wait, do you mean when I when I yelled at the people? Wasn't that when
4: you? Oh, whatever your curtain. I know you have a crazy curtain story. I do. So curtains. I confuse okay. it with
2: the honeymoon in Vegas. Story. Yeah,
3: yeah, but you, I know you have honeymoon a honeymoon in Vegas was, story. was a crazy story, but oh curtains is so a crazy story. story I love it. So uh, I lived in Florida. I grew up in Florida. And um, I decided that I wanted to like move out of Florida and move to New York. but My parents were nervous. So they wanted me to do an audition beforehand. So I got to do, like I signed up to do the Straw Hats auditions. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. So I had like an appointment for Straw Hats and it was a whole weekend. And the weekend it fell on was the weekend. My brother who's two years older than me, his birthday is three days before mine. Oh
1: wow. Okay.
3: So um, it happened to fall on a weekend. that was both of our three birthdays. Like,
2: two years. Right. Yeah, I
3: mean, two years and three days. Okay. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he's two years older, but like he's March eighteenth. I'm March twenty first. So we always okay. do our birthdays together. Um, so my parents, for my birthday and his birthday, paid for us to go to New York City for a weekend but also that also my birth like include my audition weekend. Oh, okay. So it was like you guys can have two great nights in New York, but like also Kevin has to do an audition. And so I went there and I was visiting, I I saw a friend of mine and my brother took me to a bar and I went with a friend of mine from college who like we drank in college, but like she still drank when she got to New York city. So like I was here and we were like, Weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think everyone does that. Yeah. I don't understand the difference.
1: <laughs> and like,
3: So like we went to this, like, and my brother and I had gone to TKTS before. Cause for my birthday, he was buying me tickets for us to see a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. And he was like, pick a show. And so like I picked three shows and like, we just, like, went, like, curtains was the second on my list, and it was, like, they had tickets when I got up there, so we got tickets to curtains, and then I told my friend that's where we're going, so my friend came to the bar with us and had a poster of curtains framed that she was, like, she, you know, like, those, like, 8 by 10 things you can buy at, like, those, like, Yeah, of course. On the street in like theater district, so she bought one of those because she knew I was seeing that show. So she's like, "You'll never forget this birthday. It was the birthday we drank and you saw curtains." So I got super super hammered with her and my brother. We had like seven rounds before we went and saw curtains. Oh my god! So like, I all I remember is curtains was the greatest show I'd ever seen in my (laughs)
1: life.
3: (laughs) Was to this day hysterical. (laughs) And there were these people who were behind us who didn't, like, understand what was happening. Like, they weren't you or the
0: show. (laughs) No, The
3: show. And so they kept loudly talking to each other, explaining what was happening. And I finally turned around, and I was like, I don't need your audiobook performance. And my brother was like, Kevin, what the hell? But then they were quiet, and literally I left, and I was like, Curtains is the greatest Broadway experience of all time.
2: Oh, I haven't yelled at <laughs> anyone in the theater in a while.
3: I know, me neither. Oh, it was so no good; they were so scared there, of me. Like,
2: oh, they're in love. Oh, you, they're gonna get together. <laughs>
3: yeah. You also have to picture I was a big man who barely fit in the seat in the balcony <laughs> where I was sitting, barely turning around to yell at. People. It was a whole yeah. thing. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank um, you, of course.
0: Thank <laughs> you for having me. I love a curtain story. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: you have uh, any before,
0: stuff? <laughs> yeah, before we. Hi. I'm talking. Do you want to just come say hi quickly? You can come say hi quickly. You can Hi. Wait. Okay, you want to wave quickly, and then I got and then we got to talk. Hi. hi. <laughs> He's hi. like it's so bright. Okay, it's I'll see so you soon. Much Bye. So <laughs> much ring light. Bye. You so much ring light.
2: Oh my god, she is a little tiny you.
0: <laughs> oh my god, it's like she is. so. They're not identical. Just FYI.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what are you
1: drinking? What are you drinking? I'm
0: drinking, drinking rosé this evening. Beautiful. Hey. Because you know, I know it's fall now, but I just—it's summer in my heart. You know, and you're, in California. you're also on the west coast, so like, there's no such thing yeah. as fall. That's true. That's very true. But, yeah. I'll go with that. I like that. <laughs> is it, how is how are things, back east? Are they good? Are they, what's happening there?
4: Yeah, um, it good. was like in like the co- so I I was in the city and then I went to Maine for a week and then I came back and it was fall. It was like like yeah. overnight. Oh, like that. Yeah,
2: yeah, but it like it's supposed to nine. get to
4: eighty this week. So okay. uh, who knows?
2: It's been beautiful. Today was a little warmer.
4: Yeah, it was had a nice chill. But have you been busy. in New York the whole time, Kim?
2: No, you... I went to Philadelphia for a little bit, and then the Jersey Shore for most of the summer.
3: Oh, okay, nice. And I've been so in my fun. studio in Manhattan the entire time.
2: Yeah,
1: Kevin, you have.
3: On. Yeah,
0: you rocked that Anastasia hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, you, you own
0: that Anastasia hoodie.
4: I did. And then, uh, for except for the time we went to Maine and whatnot, I've I've been in my Brooklyn apartment the whole time.
0: Guys, do you have roommates?
3: I live with my girlfriend.
0: Here he is oh, girl. okay. I, friend, I
3: live by myself.
0: Amen. man. That's oh, gonna be so Kimberly's... This is
4: gonna be... Kimberly's husband is Jay Schmidt.
0: True.
2: Oh! <laughs> Tell him I say hi. How's he doing? I will. he's good. He's at work or he'd pop on in.
3: <laughs> oh, I love that.
2: Yeah, that nice was guy.
1: like
3: part of how this connection happened was all because of Jay yeah. Schmidt.
2: Oh, the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he knows Brian, and then they hear well. Yeah, the court.
0: Yeah, and yeah, Joe yeah, I took okay. It's not like together. he doesn't
2: know Brian. Oh,
4: no, yes. Well, Brian, well, Brian. Joe and I, I started Owl Creek.
2: You were in Owl Creek?
4: <laughs> he was the
0: dance captain. <laughs> Yeah, But I, I tried. I tried to get out of that so hard. I tried so hard to get out of that, yeah. and Levi was having none of it. Sure, a oh, lot of I people
4: tried that, that move.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Yeah, um, I tried to break my
4: own leg, but I couldn't. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Listen,
4: Owl, You mean? Oh, you mean Owl Creek, starring Aaron Tveit, understudied by Jeremy Jordan. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> That is the most Um, infamous show. Like, I feel like I I have because I can sing the songs.
3: I've literally heard some of these songs. Joe! Joe! I'm dead. Stop. I have the full poster.
4: (laughs) I also, Joe, I also have, I found it on my hard drives. I have the entire score of someone having recorded it.
0: Wait, with us actually singing it?
4: Yeah, someone recorded a full performance of ours and somehow I
0: have it. Somehow I yeah yeah, yeah yeah. somehow it's in my top ten on my iPod. But
4: that is uh, wild. Uh, Whoa, the road back
2: at the tavern. What's uh,
1: meanwhile,
3: else... <laughs> yeah. Um, I, Kevin, what are you drinking? I'm drinking red wine. I'm drinking Cabernet. Ooh, chilled yep. in the freezer. Chilled in the freezer because my dad told me that that's how Italians drink their wine—is chilled now. So I, my dad's a wine connoisseur, so I do what he says. So he told me what wine bottle to buy and what to chill it for, and so I did it, and it's delicious. Cool. <laughs> Fantastic!
0: I love that,
3: Kimberly. About-
2: um, it is nighttime here, so I have a uh, I have a whole pot actually of rooibos tea,
1: ooh,
2: with a little bit of milk. And my Tomcat (laughs) gin. Because I have to work early in the morning and this feels like a very good I'm going to go to sleep when we're done.
4: (laughs) Love that. Perfect. Um, I'm trying something new. I'm trying this Dewar's. um, But it was has a mezcal cask finish. So it's a blended scotch whiskey with a mezcal finish. A little smoky finish. I'm drinking that just on the rocks. Do you like it? I love it. It's really good. Oh, there's also I a. Uh, Put those
0: two things together. But. Neither would I. But
4: my dad, my dad likes the doers with. It's finished in like a rum cask, and it's really good. But we yeah. on the way back from Maine, we stopped at the New Hampshire liquor store, which has like yeah. everything. So, um, <laughs> I just pulled that off the shelf. I was like, okay, this one. Love it. Yeah. Um, says Joey. hi right back. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
4: Jay, another cheers. Jay Schmidt another star of Owl Creek. He
2: was in Owl Creek. Uh, I
4: can't
2: keep the story straight.
4: Or was Garrett I don't remember if Jay was in Owl Creek. Anyway, um, I don't think Jay was in Owl Creek. I think
2: Jay was that was Jay oh, no. Jay was, on
4: Jay was in uh, Jay was in our country's good.
2: Yes. Um Anyway, but, the college in
0: 2006 was... Oh, can you not age us like that? <laughs> <laughs> Some of us were upperclassmen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, but, uh, Joe, you've had a really extensive, awesome career on both sides of a giant ocean. Um uh uh, let's just kind of not into the ocean but let's jump into it um what uh, i guess talk about so you you were over here you played in a lot of um a ton of shows um both in the ensemble and regionally and and um act like and um and name parts and and Mm featured parts in shows um Mm -hmm. i guess talk about that experience and then kind of once you moved over there and all of a sudden you know you're you're in in the in in the heights, saying that is is crazy. It's hard.
0: It's pretty difficult. It's a tongue twister, but you have to get used to it. Yeah, but then it just starts rolling off. In <laughs> the heights.
4: Yeah. In, in the heights and and this, dream girls, it's, it's in a different place. In in the in heights, in the heights. and in the heights. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is just kind of like a, a a big question, but like talk about the the differences and in terms of just like your career spanning those two. Theater cities and what they did for you, both as a performer um, and as just a creative person in general.
0: Sure. Okay. Wow. Um, Oh, I'm going to just pour a little bit more. (laughs) I'm definitely going through the whole
3: thing. Um, Tell uh, us about everything in your career in one question.
2: (laughs) I have a more specific question.
3: Yeah, go for it. What's your more specific? What
2: was it like bringing in the Heights to the City where it is not taking place.
1: Um, I feel like it must it be was, interesting
2: to show it to non. In Yorkers.
0: that way, it was it was awesome because they there's no because it, because in Heights is based on New York and, and Washington Heights. There is an expectation, um, even though a lot of theater go theater goers are not necessarily from Washington Heights. We know, you know, people know what Washington Heights is, or they, you know, they have friends that live there, they've lived there, they, you know, whatever. In London, they don't know what that is. So everything, if you just say like New York, they're just, it's all New York, you know? So you actually have a little bit of uh, less pressure um, to to be as kind of specific. But at the same time, of course, you want to do your due diligence and, you know, you know, do your own work. But in that, in that way, you, you had a little bit more freedom and the audience was a little bit more, um, just ready to take in what you were ready, ready to give. And our audiences were, were just fantastic. I mean, we would have people coming back 10 times, 20 times, bringing friends, bringing family. I mean, it was just a party. And the way that, and the way that they did it was there was an audience on two sides of us. So they, um, so it felt more like the audience was, was more immersed in the community as opposed to watching the community on stage um and so that was i mean it it felt like a party it felt like it felt like you had an entire house of people that were your neighbors so uh, it was it was awesome and they loved it so yeah Um, should i get back to the epic
1: yeah back well (laughs) well, you can you
0: we can we can reverse
4: engineer it where it's like Audiences, uh, um, British audiences versus uh, New York audiences, or London audiences, yeah. or, uh, that audiences, and then kind of um, at, let's just go with that, and then we'll keep moving back.
0: Okay,
1: um,
0: British audiences versus New York audiences. I think New York, <clears throat> New York audiences are um, they're 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 much more demanding. <clears throat>
1: mm.
0: um, I mean, look, Broadway is the epicenter of theater that's just, there's no two ways about it. I mean, the West end is, is amazing. It's an amazing theater town. I mean, Shakespeare, you know, like the whole, like theater is in, in London's blood, <clears throat> but in terms of audiences, um, I, f- I find that New Yorkers are a bit more um, vocal with the, with the um, support and um, a but a bit more subdued if there's like a character that is, for instance, when I did Dreamgirls, I played Curtis. And, you know, Curtis isn't the nicest guy in the world. And, um, you know, in New York, if people didn't like Curtis, you know they'd, <clears throat> they'd say something like, they wouldn't say anything really. It'd just be like, oh, uh, you know, this guy, you know, whatever. But in <laughs> London, they'll boo you. And not that you're, <clears throat> pardon me, not that you're bad.
1: That the character.
0: Not the, char- the character is bad. And so they have such a culture of pantomime where in, in pantomime culture, when there is a villain, you boo the villain. Mm-hmm. So I would do Dream Girls and I would, I mean, there were times I was booed in the middle of the show. There were times I was booed when I would come out for my bow. There was that. I mean, it happened a lot and that took some, re- like some major getting used to. Um, but overall, like I find you know, like the, the Brits tend to be a little bit more polite in some ways, but at the same time, they get wasted. <laughs> they go see shows <laughs> and they get hammered. I mean, they, they get, get hammered. hammered. And we had like we got we, uh, at, like at Dream Girls, we had a lot of fights break out in the house, and people would be kicked out of the theater. Really? Um, yeah, um, because at they the, had the same time,
2: beforehand. Right. (laughs) yeah exactly
0: they thought they were at curtains (laughs) i don't need your audio book that's too much (laughs) so good um but yeah like i find um you know in new york at the end of a show like pretty much everyone's gonna stand you know what i mean like it's gonna be a standing ovation that's just how it is that doesn't happen as much in london um it's like it happened a lot with you know, I did In the Heights and Girls. It did happen a lot for my two shows because those are two shows that, like, are almost undeniable. In, like, they're in your bloodstream by the end of the evening.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas a lot of shows that I went to see, you know, people just get very polite, and it is what it is. And, you know, coming from New York, that can be a bit of a downer, but um, you get used to it. You know, you just want to work. <laughs> That's what, you know <laughs> sure. what I mean? At the end of the day, you just want to work and not be booed, but, you know, you gotta... Was it,
3: was it crazy to do a show that was, like, not just so iconic from its original Broadway run, but also iconic from, like, a feature film that won, like, Oscars to then do um, a show? It
0: was... It was actually... In some ways, it was awesome. I mean, because you... I mean, it's not like... Oftentimes when you do shows, if there's no movie or or very popular book or whatever you know, that it's from if it's, you know, um, audiences come in and they don't know what to expect. Well, with our show, everyone knows what to expect, obviously, because of the movie mm. and because of the movie, you have more than your average theater goer coming to see this show, which is great because it exposes people, you know, new people to theater. It, you know, it, it serves all those purposes. But because of that, you also, it also brings in people that don't usually go to the theater. And because of that, you end up getting a lot of fights. You end up getting people talking, you end up getting people recording on their phone, you end up getting people like the bad behavior of
1: theater etiquette
0: kind of goes out the window. Um, And so there were there, it was, it was difficult at times, um, but it was awesome. I mean, I felt, I think we all felt like we were part of a legacy. I mean, I remember at one point we, the, the principles we looked up um, the Wikipedia page and there's like a gr- a graph or like a grid on the Wikipedia page of dream girls. And it's like original Broadway company, uh, this tour, that tour, the movie, and then it's like West end. And so like, I'm in a, I'm in a line category with Jamie Foxx. You know what I mean? Like I'm right, like, yeah, okay, yeah. That's
1: cool.
0: you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's those little things that you're kind of like, okay, like I'm part of something bigger than me or this one show, which what a project to be a part of, you know? So, um, yeah it was that was cool to be to be a part of a legacy like that
4: cool um can you talk about the difference between uh being involved with the oliviers and the tonys like the actual like uh the actual um uh telecast
0: yeah um the oliviers wins man you know the the tonys is great and you know obviously you know when you're an american and you grow up and you want to be on broadway you want to get to the tony Awards. who doesn't you know and and, you know, I've, I've been able to do the Tony Awards three times, um, and I always loved it. But then I went to London, and I was like, oh, this is how you're supposed to do it. So in London, you don't have to be nominated. Uh, the show The show would be nominated, but you personally don't have to be nominated to go walk the red carpet. Sure. So everyone... Wow. Everyone, ensemble members as well, walk the red carpet, talk to, you know, press, whatever, pictures, this, that, and the other. They're, they're, there's like a big red carpet with a lot of fans. They're wanting autographs and pictures and selfies and blah, blah, blah. And, you, you know, the whole cast of all the cast are there and doing that. You, everyone, all the shows are there seated at the ceremony watching. They're all, um, there's like the backstage area for all the shows that are performing. hmm they're all in dressing rooms together. Whereas in New York, you get dressed at your theater. They bus you over to wherever, Radio mm. 50 or what was the, the beacon? The beacon. It was the beacon. They bus you over there. You sit on a bus until it's time for you to get out. And then you get out and then you wait. And then you go on and you do your number. And then they show you back on a bus. And then you go back to the theater and you get dressed. And then you go to your own party. This is everyone shows up looking fly as hell. Walks the red carpet, goes inside, everyone gets ready to do the show. Mm-hmm. People are backstage in their dressing rooms, whatever, blah blah blah. Everyone performs, blah, blah, blah. And then there's just a huge, massive party there for everyone. Wow. And it's so much more fun. It's so much more communal. And it's it just it just like, you know, Broadway because i've because i've you know been able to be in the ensemble and you know in the west end being the you know leading men you know i see kind of how it all works on both um you know both sides of the ocean and i i feel like broadway it's so separate like the tony awards isn't for the ensemble the tony awards is the, is, is about the principles. the tony awards is about the leads doing this that and the other blah 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 blah, blah. and of course like the ensembles back there dancing or doing whatever but it's not about them whereas the Olivier's makes you feel like you're a part of your show and your show is a part of this community and you walk away from that night being like wow like that was that was it and you're all together so your friends that are in other shows whether they're nominated whether they won whether whatever like you're there with them partying at the end of it you know it's not like okay, well, if I'm going to go see my friend and then I need to leave my party and then go to their party. And then, you know, it's, this is, it's so much better in, in that respect. Um, and of course you're, you know, the Olivia's are at Royal Albert Hall. So, um, yeah, that's really, really that's nice. Awesome. Um, yeah, actually the first time, the first time wasn't the first was at the, I forget what the I forget what it was called, but it was, that was awesome too. Uh, but uh, which was, that was like right in the, in the theater district, which was really, really nice. Um, and of course, like radio city is iconic. Um, and so there's nothing like, I think my first Tony's was, I was maybe 20, I don't know, 23. I don't know. And I mean, when you dreamed of being on Broadway and you, you hope, you know, we all, you know, probably grew up watching the Tony awards, you know through high school middle school high school i would tape i mean i remember i the year i think it was 1999 with Fosse and you're a good man charlie brown and i wore that tape out to the point where it would no longer play because i learned the choreography to sing 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 and i would just watch christian Chenoweth just to make me laugh like it (laughs) was just like that was like you know like i watched that so when i finally got to be on the tony awards i was like wow like wow you know it was a huge deal um but I'm glad that I've gotten to, to do them all. And, you know, hopefully I'll I'll, I'll get back um, at some point.
4: Sure. I mean, um, so when you were in New York, did you was it a conscious decision to, to try and work in the West End um, or it just kind of like stuff came up and like that's where like just your next step was?
0: So obviously, you know, I don't know. Did you study in London when you were at school? Yeah. He yeah, did. I did. Okay, so I studied abroad in London, and um, of course, like, I saw shows with, with Tim Kidd and, you know, yeah. the whole <laughs> yeah, throwback. Uh, more to come, more to come. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, exactly, you know. So I, I remember being there and being like, oh, this is cool, but I never knew or thought that I would necessarily be back, certainly not on a working basis. Um, but my husband was offered a promotion with his job, Mm-hmm. And we had decided right before the kids were born, we had decided to take the job. And then the kids were born. And then two and a half months later, uh, we moved. I closed it then. And then four days later, we were on a plane to London.
1: Oh, uh, newborns. A,
0: They were newborns. Guys, when I tell you, talk about wine, I moved to London. I had no friends, no family, no agent, no job two
1: newborns,
0: <laughs> like, and my husband immediately started going to work. So it was just me and two kids, two babies, like fresh babies. And when I tell you, I, we had one of those little, um, those bugaboo, uh, like double donkeys for twins, you know, oh, yeah. so I, like would, yeah. I'd get like dolled up in my, like what I thought was London fashion. And I would take my little bugaboo donkey and I would like stroll down the street and I'd be like, Hey, Buckingham palace, whatever, blah, blah. And then I'd find a restaurant and I'd sit down and I would just order a bottle of wine for lunch. (laughs) Every day. (laughs) Every day. I look back on those pictures and I'm like, (laughs) but you know what? That's what got me through. And then eventually we had an au pair that came and helped us. And then I was like, okay, well, if I want to book a job, then I should probably get my ass in here and, so, cool. I managed to do that.
4: Um, should we play a game?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Love games. Um, you know, during this time of quarantine, <laughs> what better thing to do than daydream about your next job?
0: Oh, I like so, it.
2: In the vein of the game MASH that you might have played in middle school, I have a game called Legacy Robe. Legacy
0: Robe. <laughs> yes.
2: Um, that will pick your next show. So Robe here. Stands for regional, off-Broadway, Broadway, Broadway or experimental. And then I'm going to ask you for four options for two categories. So, four dream co-stars.
0: In anything?
2: In anything. Just people you love to work with.
0: To work with. Um, I'm going to say... so Solea Pfeiffer.
3: She's so good.
0: She's good. I met her through uh, my friend Lisi, who I did Dream Girls with. They're like best friends. Um, and she's like the sweetest girl, but she's so good. Um, three more co stars. Yeah. Um, who, uh, who do I want to work with?
2: Yeah, or you can do two more, and then Brian and Kevin can give you a wild card.
0: Okay, I'll do two more and then a wild card. Leslie Odom, who I love. Um, And uh, who else do I want to work with? Um, Co stars. Uh, I'm sorry. I haven't been. I haven't thought about work in a
2: long time. Well, uh, get a wild card then. While you're thinking, you a yeah.
3: I mean, I'm leaning toward like John Lovitz, or possibly like uh,
2: <laughs> what?
3: I'm just I'm picking random people that I can think of. So I'm like John Lovitz is pretty random, and also. <laughs> Like a uh, um, Mary Stuart Masterson. Oh,
1: <laughs> I'll say Mary Stuart But Why?
2: uh oh, sure.
3: um, they, they might want to play work when Broadway comes back. You never know.
2: All right, hey, we need one more people <laughs> from anyone.
0: Dennis O'Hare.
2: Yes. Oh,
4: good one. Good one. Yeah, he's good. Which I was like. Terrible choice, Joe.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
0: what were you thinking? (laughs) You mean like what you just did
3: to my choices, you rude
0: man? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Imagine Imagine it, I just saw it.
2: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, four shows you've never done.
0: Are there four? No, I'm joking.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or one you'd like to repeat.
0: Um, four shows I've never... I'm not big into repeating. Four shows I've never done. I would... That I'd want to do or just four shows in general?
2: In general, but maybe that you'd want to do.
0: Okay, um... Uh, Wicked. Okay. Um... August Osage County.
1: Ooh. Um...
0: Hmm. I would love to do "Take Me Out." Uh
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Dennis
2: O'Hare.
0: With Dennis O'Hare, yes. yeah, uh, yeah, he can, he, yeah. He can redo the show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I'll he'll, allow it. He'll
0: direct. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what everyone's doing now. Um and
2: um. Uh. Plus, Brian wants to give a wild card.
0: Give me a wild card, Brian. Um, I want to see
3: you do um, "Mamma yes, Mia."
2: <laughs> sure.
3: But it's like the sassy, like martini drinking friend. It's like a gen- that's got to
0: be that's the only one I can play. <laughs> <laughs> it's a <laughs> genuine- Back, in, back in, in my old days, I could do pepper with the little Russian splits, but not anymore. Now I'm just a martini drinking
2: friend. <laughs> ah, all right, and then four random numbers.
0: Seven. Can they be double digit? Yeah. 81, 14, 6,300. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Two.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to have you say when. When. Great. And then talk amongst yourselves while I find your next job.
4: Sure. Oh, if we're talking regional, I actually saw you do um um ragtime at paper mill
0: Oh, that was my first job out of college.
4: oh well, probably because I was home, I lived around the corner from I grew up around there, and I was like, oh yeah, I know somebody in this I will go. S- i think I saw you after that it's so long ago now I yeah, yeah,
1: remember.
0: yeah. I think you did actually yeah were you, were you coal house no i was I was too young i was his, i was the understudy I was um, just ensemble. Black man in Harlem. Was that, I don't remember, was that Quinton? Quinton, Earl Darrington. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was great. I remember one, one time I, I almost got to go on, and he arrived, like, last minute, and I was like... Oh. No! <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right,
0: um, a, I mean, that is a dream role. Sure, sure.
2: Well, instead of that, your <laughs> next show will going be going the be... Broadway production of Wicked... Starring you and Dennis O'Hare.
1: <laughs> oh my and God! We
2: win eighty-one Tony Awards. Yeah. Amazing!
0: I feel like that w- that might win eighty-one Tony Awards with me and Dennis O'Hare. Wait,
2: oh, but who it, would you be? Cast yourself.
3: Which ones him. would you be? Oh, I would be Glinda
2: and Dennis. O'Hare. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: I would be Glinda and would Dennis be Alphaba? I don't see, I don't know. He's ner-
2: like a very nervous Alphaba.
0: I feel
3: like he'd be a very good Morrible.
2: Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. absolutely.
3: I literally live for the idea of you coming down in a bubble.
0: <laughs> oh, 100%. I'm here for it. I'm yeah. totally here for it. Keep all I feel like that. I've got my, my color tour is ready. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm so ready. You don't even know.
2: Oh, amazing. Well, um, that was Legacy Robe.
0: Yay. I
4: love a Legacy Robe. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Smash. Um, okay. with It's kind of been resurging lately, because now Amazon has it. People have been inside. They okay. did the concert and stuff like that. Um, Kevin and I just recently watched it for the first time. It was one of those Mm -hmm. things where, like, we just never touched it, and we got Uh to not hate watch it. We got to, like, really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Did you like it? Yeah. Loved it. Oh, cool. Both seasons?
3: Both seasons, yeah. I will say say season one had a stronger arc for me. Yeah. Like, it's it's just because, like, they knew where they were going, and then it seemed like season two they were like – Great, we got there. And now they want more. So where can we go? Yeah, but I also, and also, I I do think
4: that you know, season two is a little bit more show. It is show versus show, so it's a little yeah. less. It's a little less personal. Um, but I also can't take season two seriously because Jeremy's in it.
0: Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I
4: guess <laughs> my, my <Weird.
1: laughs> yeah,
4: it's weird, uh, but I love it. So I guess my question is, have you? Have you, rev- I think you, I think I saw on social media, you revisit it. Like, do your kids get to watch like you like actually performing like, like in those numbers and stuff like that? Um so you're, I, you're I, one I, of the bombshell dancers, if I remember. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I haven't revisited the series per se, but I did start showing my, because my kids, they're at an age now where they kind of want to see what I do. And not that this is necessarily what I do anymore because daddy's body
3: doesn't move like that anymore.
0: At least not, that, not that quickly. That's for sure. Not uh, after
3: twins for sure. No, no, exactly.
0: <laughs> My stress marks are unbearable. Uh, 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 and uh, so I started showing them like, I'll pull it up on YouTube and I'll show them like clips, you know, from some of the numbers that I was in and, um, and yeah, like watching it back, it was, it was pretty amazing. I love, I, I loved working on Smash. I think, um, especially season one. I mean, I, I worked more on season two. It was hard because I was, you know, they, they didn't want to work around Broadway show schedules. So the first, the first season, I, I didn't start the season because I was finishing a Broadway show. And then I came into the season. And then, uh, season two, I, uh, was, in a Broadway show and then came in again. No, 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 was that? I had closed, I, I had closed the Broadway, I had, like came into the, to each season like two episodes later mm. because I was, in, I was in a show. So, um, or maybe that was, and then, I don't know. Season one, I think I left early actually because I had started that show for anyway. Doesn't sure, matter. Sure. Um, but it was amazing. It was an amazing show. It was an amazing uh, set to be on. Everyone was. It was great because it's theater people. You know what I mean. Um, yeah. And so you got to kind of feel that sense of community, but with craft services and real money. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? Like
0: you can't. Yeah. It was, it was unbeatable. You know, at the end of a long day, you're like, oh, my feet are hurting, but they ordered an ice cream truck. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't uh, offer, uh, you know, um, and it was well, great. Like, yeah, go ahead.
4: No, no, no. Continue.
0: No, it's just, it was, it was just, a, honestly, it was a great experience. And, um, and to be able to have a show like that, that was in such a prime time slot, um, to be able to kind of look back on that. I'll always have those clips. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, true. Broadway hasn't been represented like that per se on TV. And so to be able to have that, to always look back on that, um, that moment in time, I think was, is really special. And to be able to share it with my kids is really special.
4: Yeah. We, we talk about the fact that like the fact that we've watched it years later for the first time, like when we're not like actively like because I, I just I just feel like we would we would be watching it like a lawyer watches Law and Order, being like, well, that would never happen. That would, this, you know, they would never leave the theater in their
0: costumes, like I exactly, need. exactly,
4: like, but yeah. that kind of stuff. But like, so watching it now, when like you can take one, the fact that it's reached cult status allows you to take it with more of a grain of salt. But yeah. two, and and um, and two, it it just is no longer this like this like. Tr- long story short like it's just you don't hate watch it anymore you're just enjoying it for what it is because it's so far removed from everything else at this point point. And, and it totally. probably doesn't even it probably doesn't even reflect the industry the same way that it did you know 10 years ago whatever it is now
0: well right now there's no industry so no it doesn't. it's right. definitely not <laughs> reflecting the industry um,
4: you, you but you, do you know what else doesn't reflect the industry okay.
3: Tuesdays in the corner with Kevin. Kevin's corner. Welcome to Kevin's corner, Joe. Where I have some fun, exciting questions for you. Um, they're very difficult and like brain taxing. So I hope you're okay. Are you okay? Um, I'm good. I just love. <laughs> My, my wine is great. Um, so today, our uh, Kevin's Corner comes from me Googling ridiculous interview questions. And this Uh-oh. is a list of the most ridiculous interview questions you can ask in a job environment. So I'm going to pick some of these questions and force you to answer them. And at the end of the Kevin's Corner, Kimberly and Brian will vote on if you would be hired to Broadwasted Inc.,
1: Oh, Robin!
2: This okay. <laughs> game.
3: Okay, so question one: <clears throat> If you could be Batman or Robin, which would you be and why?
0: Um, I would. Uh, I think I'd be Robin. Um, I feel like um, I'm not into twinks. So. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: Honestly, I don't need to hear any other questions. (laughs) Perfect question, perfect Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) question. All right, question question two. What would I find in your refrigerator right now? A lot. I have a family.
0: There's a lot. (laughs) There's like like bacon, there's orange juice, oat milk, regular milk, yogurt, vegan cheese, regular cheese, uh, lots of fruit, sparkling water, wine,
3: one. Yeah, you're good. That's you got a full fridge. That's like literally twelve more things than I've ever had in my fridge. <laughs> <in the laughs> entire like, life, I have
0: baking soda and mustard.
3: <laughs> yeah, I like baking soda and mustard and Tupperwares with the food I meal planned, and that's literally all <laughs> I own. Uh, next question: If aliens landed in front of you and in exchange for anything you desire, offered you an a position, any position on the planet, what position would you want? Wait, say that one again. So, aliens lay in front of you and offer you to give you whatever job you want in the planet, what would you take? Queen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> That's
0: pretty on brand, I'd say. <laughs>
3: Uh, next question is, sell me a glass of water. I don't have any water, but I have some rosé, and it's really good.
0: You're going to want to get in on this. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: That's amazing. And the last question is, using a scale of 1 to 10, rate yourself on how weird you are. Ooh. That's a good one. And I'm assuming, um, I'm assuming for this question, one is like, not weird. Yeah, okay. 10 is like, you're weird. <laughs> oh, I love how universal that
0: is. Like, you're weird. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with.
3: 10 is like, Ryan Murphy, American <laughs> Horror Story character weird.
0: Oh, Ooh. I'm going to say I'm probably somewhere around a 7, a 7, 8-ish. Oh. Yeah. I think I hide my weirdness very well.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's pretty oh. weird over here. <laughs>
3: yes. Okay. So first, I'm going to turn to uh, CEO Kimberly. CEO.
2: And, and see Ooh. what she thinks.
3: Kimberly, was your recommendation? Yes. yes, would your re- recommendation be don't hired- give Brian a
2: higher title than me. <laughs> would, we hire-
3: would we hire Joe or would we just hold on to Joe's resume?
2: No, he is hired. He clearly knows the brand he is interviewing for. And <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, and Brian, <clears throat> Brian, who is the janitor who right. is allowed to, <laughs> like, to vote because they thought it would be nice to have like an upper and a lower person of the company vote.
0: Sure.
1: We like
3: to matters Yes, yeah. brian do you do you want to clean out Joe's trash every day
4: uh, I do I think that he came very prepared to this interview. He was already drunk when he got here and, um uh he answered the questions really well, um, and he matched his liquor to his shirt, so uh got <laughs> yeah, <I come> prepared
2: <laughs> he is now queen.
3: <laughs> so you are exactly. You're officially the new queen. Congratulations! Yeah, Kevin's corner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love Kevin's corner.
3: Um, fun. <laughs> do do,
4: do you, I know you've done a lot? Do you have a favorite musical?
0: Um, not. It doesn't have I to be that you've done. Just like. No, no, no. I would say I would I would say my my general answer to that would would be Ragtime. Just because to me that is such a part of who I am as a, I've done it, I've done it twice. Um, but I also, before I ever did it, it was a part of my life and that score is something that will always be a part of my DNA at this point. Um, but in general, I don't like to say that I have a favorite only because there are different musicals for different things. Um, you know, I, different mood different they're, they're something that's super dramatic can strike me in a way that something so insanely still i mean i told you kristen Cheney was singing my new philosophy on the tony awards me and my mother that wore us out like <laughs> it was so it's like it just depends on where you're at at the time mm-hmm. you know um, totally
1: mm-hmm.
4: yeah do you you grew up in upstate new york yeah what um did do you, do you remember the first time you came to the city of your first Broadway show? Or do you remember, like, the first tour you saw that you're like, oh, I'm going to do this?
0: Um, well, the first – what was the first musical? I think the first musical I saw was Showboat, and that was in Toronto. Mm. Because being from Rochester, it was, in, and, and we were young, in middle school, um, it was faster to go to Toronto. Um, and I remember watching that being like, What? is this like i couldn't believe what i was hearing what i was seeing what i was feeling like all it was just like all of it um and so through middle school we all we did was go to toronto and then we went to to new york during high school because we were older obviously Mm -hmm. um and yeah i would say it was very i wouldn't say that i had made the decision early on that this was what i was going to do but it was never a question that this was what i was going to do So it wasn't like, I never, I was never like, mother, father, I'm going to be an actor. (laughs) Like it wasn't, you know, but at the same time, when I said, I want to audition for these musical theater programs and I want to go, I want to be an actor. They were like, okay. Like it wasn't, it just, they knew I was good at what I did. And it was just a part of all of our lives at that point. It was never a question.
1: Cool.
2: That's awesome.
4: Um, Did you, um, I don't know, is there... Is there something that you have not achieved in your career yet from just a creativity standpoint that you, you know, once things, you know, come back in whatever version they come back, is there something that you would love to tackle that you just haven't had the opportunity to yet? Um, uh, Like, I don't know what, what would kind of be your goals when all of this comes back? Because you have such an incredible background and career um, on, as we mentioned, on both sides of the pond.
0: Oh, you're 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 very kind. <laughs> I will come back here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you're new. Um, you are a
1: new
4: employee. We have to be nice. Exactly. To you.
0: <laughs> Bow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um.
0: So, what's been really great? I think during you know, look, we've there have been hundreds of thousands of deaths, and during this time, which is you know tragic, um, and for for those of us that have. I don't. I don't know if you guys got COVID. I I haven't had COVID, and my family hasn't had it, and Mm-mm. no one. None of my I, I I I do know people personally that have you know died from it or whatever. Um, but uh, you know, I think that for those of us that have been lucky enough to not get sick, um, I've I've tried to use this time for reflection, um, and because of that, I've been able to <clears throat> work on the third draft of my, I, I wrote a feature film, um, and st- well, hopefully starring me, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, a feature film, although I did, you know, I have been asked by a couple of people. They're like, so, um, you know, if, if it came up that, you know, you know, producers wanted to make this movie, but they didn't want you to be the, the star of it. Would you be able to sell it? Would you feel like you would want it to be, to go on? And I got to the place where I was like, yeah because I feel like the story is the story needs to be told.
1: Sure.
0: Um, awesome. And so I'm in a place now where you know of course I would love to to to, to start kind of racking up some some really great television credits and, and film credits. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think my, my kind of pet project, um, is is this film is really kind of seeing it through to its creation? Because um, you know, when you start off as a as an ensemble member in Broadway shows, you kind of think that that might just be that's what it is, you know. And and for a long time, I was very happy with what it was until I wasn't. Until I decided that I wanted something more. I I wasn't fulfilled in the way that I had been prior, um, which then luckily led me to to London which led me to playing, you know, leading men in two original shows there. And, you know, so, so that has been incredible. Uh, and I feel uh, very grateful for that. Um, but now I, I do feel a little bit more like as much as I want to do as an actor. And there's a plethora of that. I would also like to really start to hone my voice as a writer um, mm-hmm. and writing for myself and writing for others. Yeah. you're in the perfect place for that yeah oh exactly this is this is I mean uh one of the main reasons why we moved to LA was because uh this is the land of film and television and Mm. um I felt like I could always move back to New York it would have been easy I think in a way because theater is obviously my my background my backbone um but I didn't want it to be something that I was like, Oh, okay. I want to do film and TV. And then, yeah, but this show just called and they just want me to do it. And I'm just like, okay, well I need a job in it. You know, mm-hmm, I, it's mm-hmm. too yeah, easy right. to fall back into what's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really wanted to push myself. And so this year, um, you know, it's been, it's been difficult. Um, you know, I, when I moved to New York, I had, I had already moved to New York with, with the paper mill ragtime job booked. So I graduated Sunday morning, moved to New York Sunday night, Started rehearsals the next day for Paper Mill. When I moved to London, two months after I moved to London, I had booked Benny and in, in the Heights. So it was always so easy. And in LA, a lot of it is who you know, it's the circles that you you know. Um, and so I've been, it's been. I don't want to say it's been a struggle because it's been it's been longer than I anticipated, and at the same time, I have grown into uh, a different person that is uh, approaching life and this industry and my career in a very different way than I was before. Um, cool. So I'm, I'm really kind of looking forward to when this is all done, um, what that's going to be. But until it's all done, I want to utilize every second that I can doing the things that I want to do.
4: That's awesome, cool. Um, should we play another game? Yes,
3: please. Yeah, do it. I, I'm here uh, for it.
2: Since we are in two different time zones, Oh yeah! I have a game called Time Difference. Ooh! I have all of our Lights of Broadway show cards. These are just the shows from the deck. Okay. And so, one at a time, you'll pick a show from the deck. I'll sort of guide you to pick one, um, and then explain to me how you might put that show in a different time period.
0: Okay,
1: okay. this is
3: interesting. This yeah. could be very difficult at the same time.
2: We'll see. Brian, do you want to go first? Do
3: you give sure. us the time period or we just get to pick one? Pick one. I love that. Ready, Brian? Yeah.
2: Where in the deck do you think? In the middle. Okay.
4: <laughs> right in the middle. These <laughs> that one.
2: A little night music.
4: <laughs> A little night music. So the time period is going to be in the morning. Um, <laughs>
1: no,
4: <I'm>, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that you, I think you update it to today. I think you make it okay. contemporary and you just, instead of like, I think you just move it into the the current, um, like economic situations that some people can be in. And I think you make it uh, a reflection of that instead of the aristocracy or whatever, like, Th- what that is in that time a weekend period.
2: in the Hamptons instead of a weekend in the country or exactly
4: something. like Hamptons or or um or Cape Cod however you're setting it like that like you're or Nantucket you're making it a little bit more um contemporary um and you're showing a reflection of today's society within those themes and songs and and I, I don't and think the it's
0: clowns a- is about Trump her. Well, <laughs> I was going to add
4: No, it's about the Joker Didn't you see the Joker where they all knew the song on the subway? Yeah,
0: exactly
4: I was
3: so going to add Can,
4: can Come, on. You, Come on Those Those Those
3: Those Those Wall Street bros Wall Street did not bros. know every line to Send in the Clown Anyway, sorry tangent. Can you imagine Can you imagine if they did it contemporary Send in the Clowns where Desiree was actually like a drag performer and it was like a story of like a man who like couldn't admit to his wife that he was having an affair with a man who's a drag performer. So Whoa. it's a drag performer singing sending the clowns. Like how brilliant would that
2: be? Kevin gets to punch up all of our scripts. <laughs> to be fair,
4: I don't to be fair, I don't know a little uh, night music. Really, that well.
3: So I was just, <laughs> yeah. I was just winging it, my friend. I just feel like
2: that would be. Like, inc- I, could, I was like, that, that's not what it's about. But like, okay, that, that, that's that, team, that could team. be so
3: incredible to make that. Oh, that would be amazing.
2: All right, Kevin, then it's your turn.
3: Okay, I'm ready. Where would you Let's like? Let's go, go to like the back third of the deck.
2: Okay, like here-ish?
3: That's perfect. I mean, that's the last part of the deck. But yes,
2: dear Evan Hansen.
3: Okay, so I think dear Evan Hansen would be really interesting to set in the, uh, the, <laughs> the so we said it in like the barricade French Revolution times and Evan, Evan Hansen is somebody who says that like he like lies that he has like this connection to like Lamarck who's dead the general that like all the people knew so he starts like giving all these edicts that like General Lamarck wrote to him that he never actually got so kind totally of just VR. combining I'm kind of just combining Miz and German Hicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say <laughs>
2: well, Okay, we'll take it. But that's it. what
3: I would say in that time period and make it about him like trying to like tell everyone what to, what to do because he's best friends with General Lamarck, who died, but he swears they're best friends
2: and they've never met. Right. Great. All right, sure. Joe, your turn. Where in the deck? Wherever. Okay. The prom.
0: Uh, I don't know the prom. You know, do you want to pick another one? Yeah, I mean, I know it's about like what it's like lesbians at a prom. Yes. I mean, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so it's um. Ooh, actually, we could keep the prom. I guess. Okay. We could, we could, let's let's set it. Um. Let's take the prom. And put it in like the what is it like the '70s when Carrie came out?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> and we can have a little bit of pig's blood at the lesbian <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that? And like, uh, and instead of like a really supportive um, teachers, they have like a crazy mother.
4: <laughs> oh my god, I'm obsessed. <laughs> I mean, great. there are there are some crazy moms in that. That's that's great. Yeah.
1: That's well, great. I
4: think maybe it would have lasted longer yeah you you add a little pig's blood and your show well well you can't can't be carrie
1: so it can't be (laughs) carrie but
4: if
2: it's yeah carrie needed a little more happiness from the prom and that's exactly (laughs) that's
4: what it is um kimberly
2: yeah
4: what are you picking from what part
2: uh i don't know in here ish natasha pierre and the great comet of 1812
4: Interesting. You might have to change the title.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We call
2: it Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet and the Great COVID of
1: 2020. Yeah.
2: Great. um, It is a musical that you watch on your phone um, via TikTok. And just like TikTok for the day is just an immersive musical and you can choose to follow whichever character you want. <laughs> and maybe sometimes they'll collab.
4: I mean, if anything sounds like Ars Nova, Whoa. it's exactly what you described.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: They just like create their, Ars Nova creates their own app that looks like TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: performs
2: from home.
1: Cool.
2: Um, And yeah, and I do not really know the plot of Natasha Pierre. So that's that's like
3: like the future of theater right there. I know, right? I'm
0: obsessed
2: with that. That's got to be the future of theater.
3: This was a fun game, Kimberly.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I like the time difference.
3: Um, That's it. This is a segment that we sometimes
4: do, Joe. It's uh, stage door stories.
2: Stage door story. stories. Um,
4: do you have any that Ooh, you...
2: I love talking about stage door, like, differences between New York and London, too.
4: Yeah, if you want to talk a little bit about the difference there and if you have a very New York stage door experience, uh, and if you have a very um, um, London stage door experience.
0: Um. Let's see. Wow, I'm feeling this wine. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I will, um, hmm. or just the just the general aesthetic of both of those. Well, I would say that like stage doors are a bigger thing in New York than they are in London. Although they are a thing in London, they're just not as prominent. Um, but I'll never forget when I was <laughs> when I was doing Ghost the musical. Um, I came out and um, what was I can't think. Um, oh, Divine. So she was playing the Whoopi Goldberg character, right? And Mm -hmm. so uh, I walked out the stage door after a matinee. And this little girl, she saw my, I think she just saw my skin. And she was very excited because she thought it was divine. (laughs) And she was like, she was like, "Ah!" and I was like, hi. And she goes, "Aww." (laughs) And I was like, and her mom was like, you can't do that. You can't do that. And I was like, it's fine. It's fine. I knew she was there for divine. But if it's, you know, it's one of those things like <laughs> it's different it's different when you're in the ensemble because not everyone wants you to sign their really? playbill or which can be kind of awkward at times. So oftentimes you'll find on, on at least at least when I was in New York, you'll find a lot of times ensemble members will just skip the line altogether because they just want to get home and people aren't necessarily wanting them because there's nothing worse than when you go to sign someone, someone's playbill and they pull it away mm. because okay. it's, just, it's, it's really awkward then because it's like, I just, I went for it because I'm in the show and you're, you're, you seem to be standing here cause you want signatures, but I, apparently you don't want mine, which makes me feel great. And I'm <laughs> just going to go. <laughs> So it can be very kind of awkward. So a lot of ensemble members will, will kind of, you know, blow the popsicle stand. In London, it's not as big of a a thing, although we did get like, you know, we had Amber Riley. So, uh, doing Dream Girl. Um, even in in the Heights, we did have some people that would, that would, um, would wait around. But with Amber, we had more, obviously. Um, but it's just not as big of a thing. I mean, I remember doing, uh, If Then with Adina Menzel. And that stage door was like insanity. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like you would look out your dressing room window and just be like, I, "That's a that's a mob. That's you know that's not normal." You know, um, but at that point, I think like Frozen had just come out, so it was like a huge. I mean, of course, she had was Alphabat and all that blah 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 blah. blah. But um, you know, like it, she was like very in the you know, and Adele scene had just happened. That whole oh, sure, sure. She,
2: she in the zeitgeist. She, you yeah, wanted her autograph. Ex- Yeah.
0: Yeah, so like everyone was there, and I would say with it then, like that was that was kind of like a cool experience because I felt like because in a show like that where it was everyone had like parts, it wasn't just like I'm tree number two, did da did da you know. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so people really, you know, wanted our, our signatures, so that was a kind of a, a different, a different kind of situation. Um, but yeah, I would say in I would say in London, um, it's just not as. It's not as big of a thing, um, sure. but still some people do come, you know, okay. and it can be, it, you know, it can be, I, I will say being a, being a leading man in London, it could, it gets, it can get creepy at times because look, you're doing eight shows a week, right? People know where you are eight, eight times a week. They know when you're done with work, they know where you work, they know what door you're going to exit out of and they will search for you. Yeah, And so, yeah. That can be kind of creepy at times. Like, I did find myself occasionally, like, checking to see if, you know, certain people were there. And if they weren't, then I would, like, lead through a different door to try and, because, you know. Sure.
1: Well,
4: with that, with Stage Door Stories, that brings us to the end of our episode. Uh, oh. Oh, wow. so quick. That was that? Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy there with your kids, so we re- and you're on the, you're in a different time zone, as we mentioned. So really, thank you for kind of taking the time, carving it out for us. Um, and we'll be seeing you every week, as you are now uh, an employee of Broadway. So yeah, exactly. I can't wait <laughs> um, till next week, guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you can, uh, follow Joe, uh, at, uh, Joe Aaron Reed on social media. Um, you can follow us at broad Wasted. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, all that fun stuff, um, Facebook group. Um, and then you can also find us on things like Spotify and iTunes. Um, you can rate and review yeah. us there. Five stars,
1: please. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs>
0: um, but I wasn't uh, following you. I just followed you.
2: Oh, yay.
4: Um, and then uh, we always end it with a quote. And today is the smile I had has gone away. Those that steal are going to pay. Step into the bad side today.
1: Um,
0: um, yeah,
4: that was... Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. But we end every episode by raising our glasses.
2: Oh yeah! I literally just and, went to get my teapot.
4: <laughs> oh, and we say "Zuduah!"
2: <laughs> um, cheers.
1: cheers. <laughs>